0: So again, the first step of testosterone is understanding stress and space and time, what's your schedule like, You know, what, reframing, all that kind of stuff. So that's step number one. So
1: this other side, these are your sex hormones. These are your thriving androgens, estrogens, progesterone, uh, testosterone, estradiol. These things are critical, critically important for feeling your best, having uh, bone mass, muscle mass, not having erectile dysfunction, not having low libido, not having fatigue, muscle weakness, lack of concentration. But the only way they get flipped on, it's like a switch, is if you're managing stress. So how many clients come to you and say, what are the five foods I need to eat to raise my testosterone? Or what do you think about bioidentical hormone? Or what do you think about taking a synthetic uh, replacement? That's what we want the listener to understand. Until you plug that hole you're going to continue to steal from this thriving setting. Welcome back to another Rest, Eat, Move podcast. This is Matt Johnson. I got Chris in the studio. Uh, We're in the Ontario Living studio. Um, I think last episode I talked about some exciting things coming in the works. We have our our new bars are back in stock. Uh, We really think highly of these bars, fresh, local, hand batch made. Um, and if you have any questions or you want to hear any topics, again, shoot us an email at info at We want to hear from you. We try to give you as much value for what the listeners want. But today we're going to talk about longevity and specifically we're going to go even more specific. We're going to talk about testosterone and how testosterone is the longevity marker, the longevity hormone. And we're going to go a bunch of different angles. Um, the first thing that I want to kind of point out is most people, when they hear testosterone, they think of male sex hormones, but what you're going to find shortly here is testosterone is both for male and female. And, uh, we're going to try to reframe how we can all improve or monitor or pay attention to t- testosterone. So dad, thanks for joining us. Um, This is one of your favorite topics to talk about for many reasons, but I would say probably because you deal with it with your clients several times a day.
0: Yeah, and you and I both know when we speak and we bring up medical illiteracy and we talk about the aging hormone, how many people would like to know how they're aging, and you talk about testosterone for both men and women, instantly the audience ears perk up. So. It's a big topic out there. Um, there's a lot of confusion. Um, many times when I'm talking to clients or we're speaking, you know, people are, really don't have, have any idea because, again, it's not going to be on a normal blood test unless you ask for it, especially if you're younger or you're a woman. And, um, and number two is you want to know exactly where that number is so you can really get a good idea of are you getting enough rest. So it's really a great indicator of if you're thriving or just – surviving
1: so let's let's start there um, I'm 36 I go to the doctor and if I don't know anything's wrong and I don't get this test probably not going to know my testosterone level to what age would you assume
0: Probably not going to get it until you're in your 50s. okay
1: so at 36 I want to thrive I want to be a peak performer Testosterone is a marker for peak performance for longevity m- male female and I'm not going to find out that number till 50.
0: Well, if I went back in time, I would probably have, I mean, I would recommend almost everybody at starting age 20 get that baseline. And so now you can track what's your sleep like. I mean, you, you really don't have to ask people how they're sleeping when you see a low T level or their stress level. So again, the earlier you could get that marker, then you could compare it. Now, if you're 20, you might not get it until you're age 25 and 30, but now you have a baseline. I would love to go back in time and see what my testosterone level was at age 20 versus coming up at age 66. So I
1: think this this conversation could go all day because it sounds like we're just at the tip of the iceberg with the problems that are going to happen. So um, you just talked about sleep. And if someone says low T, you already know that they're not sleeping. The average American sleeps in six and a half hours. That means that we're probably going to have an epidemic of testosterone. Um, where do we want to begin this conversation today? What do we need to frame up that maybe the listener needs to know to start thinking through this a little differently?
0: Well, I think the funniest thing, ever, it's not really funny, but it's, it's everywhere. And you see all these advertisements about testosterone, whether it's Doug Flutie or Frank Thomas or Androgel, Ageless male. I mean, the list goes on and on. So every night on TV, if you're just paying attention a little or bit. Or hormone
1: for gonna women. You're going to see
0: some type of hormonal. So obviously it's a problem. And then you're going to say, okay, if uh, now that I'm aware of that and I want to have better, you don't want to have as much belly fat. We'll get into some of the symptoms. But obviously it's out there. It's big money. There's so much confusion around it. So that's really what my thought was about this podcast. So let's just bring a little bit more light on this subject with a little bit better understanding of it that what you can do without getting too into the you know into the biochemistry of hormones and things like that we want to make this very simple
1: so testosterone is an anabolic steroid for the listeners tell them what an anabolic steroid means
0: well basically you're it's a builder so really as as we as males generally will have a, a much higher testosterone level than than women but it's a builder so it's a it's a thriving hormone. It's a it's a um, so when you think about growth, it, it's growth. It's about thriving and growth and hair and skin and everything that goes with it. Everybody's Vibrant interested aging. in. Yep. Vibrant aging. Vibrant aging. So on one side of the equation you have your stress hormones, and the other side you have your sex or your thriving hormones, thriving or building hormones. Correct.
1: So I think one of the things that I really want to frame up: this is not just for men. Correct. And when you Google testosterone, just Google it. It will say, in the first thing you're going to read, the male sex hormone. That mindset, I think, is very limited. Today, obviously, many men are really struggling with testosterone. But it's both male, female, different ranges, a little bit different strategies. Uh, and we'll and, get into and we'll that we in We'll
0: get into the norms. But just I'll tell you a quick story. Way back in the day, when I was at the Michigan Athletic Club, I had a, one of the top women uh, competitive triathletes in the country. And she was from St. Louis, and she came in, and the way she got to us was a roundabout way. But long story short, she was training. She was 30 years old. She was training really hard, but her times were going down, and she didn't really understand why and wonder if it was training and this and that. But anyway, I ended up getting her testosterone level, and it was at 9 at age 30, which is extremely low. And the first thing I said to her, um, you know, before you come to see me, I want to see some of these numbers. And when I got that number, I knew instantly that she was overtraining and not getting enough rest. And so when we got together and she spent, we spent like five days together. And when we got together, I really said to her, you know, I love your training, but you don't have enough recovery plugged in. And we need to really be intentional about your rest. And then as... Time went on; her times got better and better, and she had less injuries, and the list went on. But nobody ever really talked to her about testosterone, and that would that was a great indicator right off the bat that she was overtraining.
1: Yeah, it's male female. Um, let's let's take this direction of really let's um, explain how we make testosterone, and this is going to go in an angle that I think is really important for the listeners. This 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 is called the steroidal hormonal pathway, and tell the listeners where this pathway begins.
0: So very simply, because this is very deep, but very simply, cholesterol is the big kahuna. So cholesterol makes your sex and your building hormones. So at the top of the pyramid is cholesterol. So again, cholesterol makes cortisol, it makes aldosterone, and makes epinephrine. These are your stress hormones. And the other side of the equation, cholesterol makes DHEA, it makes estrogen growth hormone, testosterone. So again, cholesterol is the big Kahuna. so that's how it begins.
1: So all these steroidal hormones that we're talking about today, specifically testosterone, but there's there's five steroid hormones are synthesized or made from cholesterol. That's Correct. a big understanding. Now here's where I want to begin with that. Cholesterol blocking medications are the number one medication in the world. Correct. So, we're going to have the trickle down effect, and we're starting to see this at an alarming rate for many different reasons. But a big one to address is if you block cholesterol, you will block the production of your steroidal hormones. That's one of the reasons why these medications have such side effects. We're not telling you to get off your medication, but that's something to look at right away.
0: But again, I, I still think the mindset you said that at the very beginning that cholesterol, you want to lower it. Cholesterol is a bad thing, causes blockage and heart attacks and whatever. In reality, as I tell people, cholesterol is does amazing stuff. It's great for your brain. It's great for connective tissue, building makes the, the body. Cells. Makes the cells. But the big thing it makes is your hormones. So we want to be careful that we're not just, you know, under, we want to understand the big picture that I'm not so anxious to take a cholesterol-lowering medication.
1: And we'll talk about some strategies of How to improve cholesterol, which then improves your testosterone, and we can get more specific. But once we go down this pathway, so let's take this journey down this pathway. The first kind of one of the first stops is it makes DHEA. A lot of people hear about DHEA, and most of the time it's through a supplement. Again, we don't recommend it. If we can go to the source of how do we create a balanced cholesterol, the body will naturally make DHEA.
0: Well, I think the first step. Would be is really having the belief that you can change mm-hmm. or improve your testosterone to become thriving naturally. But how would I know that if I don't get the test till I'm 50? Well, step number one is you need <laughs> to get that, you need to understand where you're at. But, uh, you know, there's so many symptoms, you know. I'm feeling old. I mean, you get that. I have erectile dysfunction for men, decreased sex drive, belly fat, decreased muscle, hair loss, skin. Depression, mental health, muscle weakness, fatigue, fatigue. lack so, of concentration. So there, you can just put all these symptoms in this bucket. Mood, mood is a big deal. We're talking about mental health today. Like, is anybody talking about vitamin D and testosterone? So we need to really start waking up that these symptoms are the body talking back to you that maybe something's out of whack. And then when you put the, you get your testosterone level back. And this is what I see with many of my clients. They have no idea. They're they're Their testosterone was that low. Well, reality is, of course, it's that low. The body's talking back to you. You're not having a thriving hormone, and you know how you age. So, again, step number one is just listening to your body, recognizing some of these things, and then really get some of these tests that really will really wake you up. And now I can compare apples to apples as time goes on. And that's, I mean, that's the
1: big thing is like that what you said is we have control over changing the outcome if we start to pay attention a little bit more. So as we wander down this pathway, it kind of takes a detour and goes in two directions. Direction number one is it's the stress. It's the fight or flight side of the equation. Cortisol, uh, glucocorticoids, aldosterone. These are your stress hormones. And on the other side is your building sex hormones. But explain to the listener why that sounds really good, but where the challenge starts to come in in our typical life.
0: Well, I think one of our favorite books is why zebras don't get ulcers. Right. And it's all about stress. And it really goes into the weeds on all this stuff. But you really think about it in the animal kingdom and how the body reacts. But the reason the But zebras, think about
1: that. Zebras don't get ulcers. The
0: reason zebras don't get ulcers is because the lion is chasing them to eat them. And then five minutes later, the zebra's back to homeostasis. I mean, it's just completely like, eh, it didn't get me, I'm good today, versus... As human beings, we we get a bad email and we're wrecked for the rest wrecked of the day. for the rest of the day. So one of the things I put in my Rusty Moo book, I have a bunch of questions, and the first question I ask is on a, a scale of one to ten, how do you rate your stress? It's not about am I deficient in omega three fats? Am I doing strength training? We'll get into all this stuff, but what is this your is stress? This is the number one thing. This is the number one thing to increase thing testosterone, mm-hmm. because if my if my stress levels Again, back to stress being physical, if my stress is the buttons on all the time, then my, thri- then my surviving hormones, which is your stress hormones, cortisol, you know, adrenaline, aldosterone, all these will be kicking in, and they will steal from your building or your sex hormones. So now it's called cortisol steal. So now even though you might do bioidentical hormone replacement, if you don't get, understand a little bit how this works, you're probably not going to have a good thriving testosterone. So
1: it's like a bucket. Bucket's got a hole. And you're just keep filling that you bucket up. just keep up.
0: filling it up. Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Well, the reality is we got to step back and say, hey, you know, you were talking about this with Brett this past week and, you know, am I, is my pace and my space lined up? What's my stress like? So step number one, we have to recognize, do you get enough rest and rejuvenation? What's your stress like? So that's the first bucket. It's not strength training. It's not anything else. I talk about stress. We got to get that under control first.
1: Yeah. So let me just recap that. So on one side, you got these stress hormones, critical peak performance. uh, You You want those. You want those. Yeah. Yes. But think about this: a zebra is being chased by a a lion that's going to eat it. Creates this stress hormone. Of course, it's running like crazy. Glucocorticoids going crazy. Yes. Five minutes later, though, they're in growth
0: phase. They're relaxed. We they're, get an email. They're, they're eating grass and sipping out of the brook. We get
1: an email or we watch <laughs> a news program or we hear that the the sky is falling. We could be wrecked for months. So what what's the strategy? Let's just go right at the jugular. What's the strategy for people to really manage their stress? I mean, we can talk about breathing, but like, is it reframing?
0: Is it well, anybody that's listened to our podcast before or read our books or whatever, but yeah, it's, stress begins with the recognition, you know, and back to the testosterone, but re- recognizing that, you know, it, what are the three things keeping me awake at night? What's really bothering me? That's reframing. So it always begins with reframing, because if you're not reframing, you can breathe and you can do all the wonderful stuff, but you're still not fixing the problem.
1: So it's your perception of the threat. It's not the threat. Always. So the, the, the zebra knows that there's always a lion chasing it and in this snow it's part of life. And when
0: it's on, when it's there and it's present, you run. Fight or flight. You talk a lot about this is where are your feet at this time. So I think that's what's going on in the world today. What's the market doing? What's the interest rates, you know, what's going on at work, you know, the news. The list goes on, and never ends. So this is a big deal though.
1: Cortisol steel. So, you got one side of the equation, stress, we need that. The other side of the equation is what I think everybody should thrive for, or strive for, I mean, is that thriving. I think in our world, one of the things that we get very passionate about and on a mission for is we don't see people thriving. All they're doing is surviving, playing defense, doing this, worrying about that, saying the doctor told me I have bad genetics. Well, you got choices. You can either just play defense all day, you can survive, or You can switch on this thing called thriving.
0: And again, real quickly about stress, and we're amazing in to handle acute stress. That's that tiger we're being chased from. But we're not designed to handle chronic stress, and that's what zebras don't get ulcers. Human beings do because it's the chronic stress. So if that chronic stress button's on all day long, you're probably not going to have a good testosterone level. So that's the step one as we have to understand, reframing what really bothers me. Am I opening the bottle of wine before it's time? All the stuff that goes with that, reframing, and that's a skill. And we're all guilty of that. But when I really start diving into the weeds of what really is bothering me, it's not as scary as we think. So that's step number one. And then we have to have strategies and really looking at I really think today our pace is going so frenetic that we don't have enough space. And we all know when we look at our calendars and we have that little block of time, I mean, you're heading out of town tomorrow. Again, you you have to get all this stuff done, but you don't want to be doing that all day long. If you have these blocks of time and days off and whatever, that rest and rejuvenation, that allows you to reset, and that's really a big deal. So, again, the first step of testosterone is understanding stress and space and time what's your schedule like you know what reframing all that kind of stuff so that's step number one
1: so this other side these are your sex hormones these are your thriving androgens estrogens progesterone uh testosterone estradiol these things are critical critically important for feeling your best having uh bone mass muscle mass not having erectile dysfunction, not having low libido, not having fatigue, muscle weakness, lack of concentration. But the only way they get flipped on, it's like a switch, is if you're managing stress. So how many clients come to you and say, what are the five foods I need to eat to raise my testosterone? Or what do you think about bioidentical hormone? Or what do you think about taking a synthetic uh, replacement? That's what we want the listener to understand. Until you plug that hole, you're going to c- continue to steal from this thriving side of the equation.
0: Yeah, step one is the awareness. It's, it's listening to your body, getting your, you know, and, and when you look at getting a blood test, you just ask for that. And then again, I, when I'm looking at that number, ideally when we're thriving for women, you like to see it over 35. And sure. for men, I like to see it over 500. So it might. So be, this is
1: total testosterone because there's two numbers. Yeah, so we're, we're
0: not talking about free testosterone. We're talking about total testosterone. So we're just going to make this simple today. Yeah,
1: over 35 for women.
0: And for over 500 for men.
1: Over 500 for men. Now, women maybe have heard that, and those norms tend to be somewhat normal. For men, one of the things that frustrates us is explain to the listener what the typical range will say for testosterone for men.
0: Oh, the typical range will be anywhere between 200 and 250, all the way up to 1,000. So, so (laughs) I see, and and what you're saying is, yeah, many people, many men that I get, hey, they're 38 years old, testosterone level is, you know, 310, you know, considered normal. Well, what? That's not normal. So then I ask them, they're, they're telling me all their symptoms, and they don't realize that that's not normal. That's, so just a range it's just a range you're we, we really like talk about thriving so again that's not thriving in fact if you're 38 it should probably be over seven eight hundred yeah so so i really when i sit down I, I tell them this is where you're at this is the goal this is the target and this is where we want to go and this is what you need to do if you want to go there so you know you and i had this conversation many many years ago probably 10 years ago my testosterone level dropped 200 points and Which was com- still in a pretty good number. I was still in a good spot, but I was always like, you know, you have self awareness. Yeah, was bit, so I'm like, and, and I'm talking to you, and you go, you know, Dad, you don't get it. You're you're traveling too much. You're, you're you have your pace is too high. You don't have enough space. So we really worked on that, and my testosterone level came back normal to back to where it was. Yeah, when before. you're at the
1: Detroit airport twice a week for a year straight, and you look at me and say, "Well, I don't know why my testosterone. Yeah. I'm doing all these things. I'm moving." I said, "Well." um. Hey, knucklehead. Yeah, Mr. Obvious. Yeah, Mr. Obvious is here. (laughs) I don't think you're getting deep sleep when you're in a hotel, different hotel, different bed in the airplane. So, yeah, I mean, that was a great case study. You raised it really quickly by having self-awareness and going right to where.
0: I realized that I didn't have enough recovery time. Yeah, And so I really... Really got serious about intentional about my rest rejuvenation. It came right back to where what so yeah. If he's never
1: around here and Rashawn's looking for him, Mark's looking for him. He's just working on his recovery. Yeah, (laughs) he's drifting off. Yep, I'm up north taking a nap. Yep. Um. All right. So we kind of got the science out of the way. This is you have to know the why to start making some better choices. So if you don't know cholesterol leads to testosterone, and you're taking a stat medication. we're just not going to get to where we want to go. And so we got to know the full picture. Once we know this picture, let's start talking about the five things that somebody can do, male, female, to start balancing their testosterone. And balance is the key word. Sometimes it needs to be elevated. We just need to balance it so the body Yeah,
0: so again, think about the body is always in a flow. So it's not going to be like it will flow depending on the seasons of life. But one of the things I was mentioning to you earlier, at age about 30, the average person, men and it, it drops one to two percent. So if a you, year, a year. So if you think about per year, you're like, "Holy moly, So if you're at 30, you could have by the time you're seven, you could have a 30 to 40 percent drop in testosterone. So again, that's, but if you're... And what well, if you
1: start 30 with such a low testosterone and be going off Oh on train yeah, rack?
0: and so now we're going to have all sorts. You're going to be heavily medicated. That You're going to go down <laughs> that path. That's not so, funny,
1: but that's true. That's, so so
0: that, that's it, just being aware. Number one, I want to know what it is, listen to my body, but it, get that test for both men and women. And then from there, you start looking at, okay, what did I do? And again, we just talked about stress, but the big one is sleep. Mm. So in stage three of sleep, is when testosterone's made, so it has to have enough time to help you re- build up that that that. So reserve. let me let
1: me explain to the listeners. This is real. A week ago, I'm speaking, same thing, talking about these things. Open up Q and A. Question is, what foods can I consume to increase my my testosterone? And what did I say? You said sleep, and the whole room was like that doesn't sound sexy. That doesn't sound thought provoking, but that's what's missing is deep sleep.
0: If you're gonna build a building, we're at our headquarters here today. I don't think we need to put, you know, Cement really s- foundation. foundation. We'll just we don't do need some do that. Let's just let's build the beautiful walls. And- Toothpicks. <laughs> so, so yeah, we have to build a foundation. We have to understand stress is number one. Then we have to understand rest and rejuvenation. That's the deep breathing and the sleeping. But sleep is a big, big deal.
1: And so it's during stage three of sleep. And this is one thing. So, I, I have a lot of clients that like a cocktail, lo- love wine, you know, like to enjoy their, their time when you drink alcohol explain to the listener how it prevents us getting deep sleep
0: well you're not going to get you're going to get very limited rem sleep when you're doing too much alcohol and you're not going to get as deep a sleep so again when you look at the stages of sleep you're not going to spend much time as much time so your sleep's going to be more broken and so that's the big deal we talk about you know Alcohol in moderation, because alcohol is going to definitely affect your sleep. So, if we're trying to improve testosterone level, I probably need to drink less alcohol if I want to have better sleep to build the testosterone. So that's really the. And you said it. We're and not I think we all
1: we all like to to point out and say, well, alcohol decreases testosterone. Maybe not directly. Not directly. But test uh, alcohol makes our sleep worse. Our sleep's worse. Our testosterone. So. Again, back to where I am in my season of life and my friends and the people I, I, I'm around, this is where you're growing your business. You got family and you going like to socialize. And, mm-hmm. you know, okay, sure, I'll, I'm going to go have a glass of wine. And next thing you know, I don't know my testosterone. I'm maybe drinking a little bit too much. I have the most stress, family, work. And next thing you know, I'm not feeling right. But sometimes we wait too long because we're not listening to the body and we're waiting for that number to show. But that number's not going to, you just said it to start the conversation. Most people will not know this number till 50. And so when we show that graph where all of a sudden at age 50, 55, people just decrease in their quality of life, it didn't happen at 50, 55. It happened at
0: 28. Yeah. It's not about you know aging longer. It's about the quality. So again, I think the most challenging or probably the 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 decade for most people, especially in the United States, is 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 age thirty to forty. That's where a lot of problems start. You start building these habits, and again, you're in a you're in a busy time. You're raising a family. You're building your careers. It's a challenging decade. So, we really want to be intentional as much as you can about understanding what your testosterone l- number is, but also start looking at. How can I plug in some type of recovery and how important it is? And that's
1: why seven and a half to eight hours of sleep is the magic number. If you're saying, what's the fastest way? What's the fastest way to raise my testosterone? It's seven and a half to eight hours of sleep.
0: Yep. That's it. So, again, back to I'm going to change how I breathe. I'm going to pay attention to my stress. Do I have enough space in my life? And then, you know, step two, we go to sleep. And then step number three, we start, have to bring in the raw material. Mm. So now we're bringing in raw materials. And the biggest raw material, I'm going to give you one is omega-3 fats. And that's why we're so high on our Alaskan cod liver oil, because it's high in D3, which is essential for testosterone, and your omega-3 fat. So now I'm getting the D3 and the omega-3 fats. So omega-3 fats are one of the raw materials. When When I bring this up to the clients where we're talking on stage, most people are not taking an omega-3 fat or they're taking a gel tablet. It's deficient, but they don't realize that's the raw material. All right, so let's break this down. So D3,
1: where does that live in this equation to improve my testosterone?
0: So D3, uh, you know, it's vitamin D is a hormone. So, again, we have to understand that's part of the, the whole it's messaging. Messaging, right. So, again, that's just a big part of it. And so when, I, when you look at somebody's nutritional profile, again, back to a blood test, you know your, your your vitamin D levels. And generally, you'll see a low vitamin D level, and you'll see a low testosterone level. They go hand in hand. So when I see a thriving D, let's say it's over 50, I generally see a high higher testosterone. When I see a low testosterone, maybe they're taking a statin or a low, I know right away they're not, they're probably not going to have a good. All right, test and so stuff. then
1: the omega three fats. Uh, how did the how does this help the steroidal hormonal pathway?
0: Well, just think of the your thriving hormones. You're building your steroidal hormones. The raw material is is omega three fats. So and that's, DHA, uh, EPA, yep, alpha so, linolenic acid. Yep, so so when you think about if you broke it down, you have you know ALA. EPA, dha that's the raw material in an omega-3 that actually builds the testosterone. And that's why
1: one of the things that I see a lot of people say, hey, Matt, what do you think about taking a DHEA supplement, which is up that chain to the cholesterol? Say, I don't, I don't believe in it until we make sure we take care of the foundation. Because if you're not consuming omega-3 fats, maybe you're on a statin medication, we can, we can change that equation, and then the body starts to thrive. It starts to work for us versus us trying to pull and push against it. So omega-3 so, fats are really critical. Yeah, so
0: one of the things you just said, D-H-E-A, that's the top of the chain just under cholesterol. But also you hear a lot about supplementation with D-H-A, which is the omega-3 fat. So again, that's why they put an in infant formula, brain development, you know, body development. (laughs) Helps with growth, repair. Helps with growth. So again, we just got to go away and, hey, you know, ding, ding, ding. No wonder I need that because they put it in every infant formula, but they're always using synthetic forms of DHEA or DHA. So that's why we're a big fan of the cod liver oil because that is, it's naturally occurring in. So the cod
1: liver oil has vitamin D3 naturally, great. Mm -hmm. And it's very high in omega-3 fats for today's conversation, it's also high in these pro and pre-resolving mediators, which, again, are a, a function of helping the body communicate, function, lowering inflammation.
0: So, so the other thing I'm a big fan of, and you are too in our whole team, but when you talk about the next step is another raw material we need is selenium and zinc. So if the body's too acidic, we're seeing that with a lot of the diets out there today. You're going to leach out many of these minerals and one of the, these trace minerals. And selenium and zinc, again, is the raw material. And, and that's really simple. It's Brazil nuts, pumpkin seeds. So this morning I have oatmeal on the run, and I just throw a few pumpkin seeds in there. It's not hard to do. Or I might have an orange later with a couple of Brazil nuts. Boom. Hemp seeds, broccoli, asparagus, oatmeal, millet, chicken, lamb, beef. These are just foods high in selenium and zinc. So take a look at your nutritional plan are you getting some of these pumpkin seeds? you don't need seeds? an abundance of it. Nope. Just a couple nuts. Nope. Uh, just, just make it simple. So again, if I can get my omega-3 fat and the selenium and zinc, now I have the raw materials to build, and now we move into strength training. So strength training really is the fountain of youth, and a big part wh- of that. But is hold
1: on. A- what we hear a lot about for testosterone is you need, before, you know, you just talked about some basic things, managing stress, sleep, omega-3 fats, uh, selenium and zinc, which a lot of people never heard about. But what I hear a lot about is I need to take more protein powder, lift more weights, and maybe I take this uh synthetic uh growth hormone thing that I saw on the internet.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm in the Mac the other day and there's some young, you know, males in the locker room and they're talking about how much protein they're consuming because again they think that's a way to build muscles and you know, everybody thinks that. So you want to have enough for nitrogen balance for the body to build itself, but too much protein can make your body more acidic, put more pr- pressure in your kidneys, but also drop your selenium and zinc levels. So, again, we need adequate amount of protein, but we no- don't need to overdo it. If I said, hey, how am I going to build my testosterone? It's not through doing more protein powders, making sure I'm getting selenium and zinc and my omega-3 fats first. That's first. So if I'm speaking to a high school men and women or a college men and women and they want to raise their T levels, Albany talk about omega 3 fats and selenium and zinc before we ever talk about protein. We don't ever hear anybody say, "Hey, how do I, you know, ra- do I raise my testosterone level by consuming carbs?" No, no. So we have to understand that protein is good for building the body, but it's not, you know, that's not, not the, the magic end all, pill. All. <clears throat> all right. So and then your last one here is strength
1: training. You love strength training. Can't emphasize it enough, but it is after the other stuff we have to do first?
0: Well, again, if you're talking to, I remember back in the day, I had a group uh, fitness instructor, and she came to see me, and she felt like she had to do all this cardio to stay leaner. And I said, well, number one, we have to do more strength training, less cardio if you're trying to get your body leaner because we're trying to stimulate your testosterone level. So step one, we got her testosterone level. It was pretty low. And then we said, okay, here's the plan. We're going to do these raw materials. We're going to do less cardio because you're really beating up your body you over training. And then let's start doing strength training. And she got leaner by doing less cardio. And then all of the other group fitness instructors started asking her what she's doing. And she said, I'm doing less cardio, more strength training. So again, the building, the lean hormones are what we're talking about today. And that's a big part of that is so, strength training.
1: So give a li- little, okay, how does strength training, or what can we do f- to strength train to improve our testosterone?
0: So really just systematically, you want to start developing a routine that you can repeat, you know, mm-hmm. two, three, four times a week. So something really simple it could be bodyweight squats, step-ups, some type of lower body exercises. I'm a big fan of push-ups. Again, so every any, fitness any level. different
1: way that you can put your body yeah it doesn't
0: really matter people like oh how much you know weights am i doing how many machines all it has to do is adaptation and we've talked about seasons of life you're you're lifting different
1: than you used to lift and probably different than me but
0: but still i you know again if i'm looking at like if i'm trying to it, it all it gets back to stimulation that's what we forget it doesn't really matter how much weight i'm lifting it's the stimulation and so if i'm putting you know, stress on the body from a physical standpoint, the body's going to react, and that's going to r- repair it. So that's – and then so when w- we have repair, we have to have recovery. So you want to tax the body, but you want to also – so I always tell people you have to recover as hard as you train because if you're not doing that, you're not going to – your training is going to be mer- minimal You're starting to see that at elite athletes. For sure. I think the
1: uh, – Everyday person though is hasn't caught on yet, but I think it's coming, but
0: it's in the science talked about you know, Usain Bolt and you know, he sleeps twelve hours a day or night and then you know LeBron James All you need
1: to know is a lion sleeps twenty hours
0: a day. I mean come on. Yeah, just pay attention. What's so 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 and then the last thing is just again, we've touched on a but think about statin medications lower cholesterol. If your cholesterol is compromised, you can probably have a compromised testosterone. So I always tell my clients, let, let's step back. We're not your doctor. We're not telling you to get off a of statin med, but understanding one of the side effects is it will affect your hormones and many other things. So depending on what level they're at, you know that we have a strategy now. Let's let's work with your doctor and get off your statin med.
1: <clears throat> no, I think this was r- really valuable. A lot of different directions we can go. A lot more we can talk about. Try to keep it simple. Anything that we missed before I kind of wrap this up?
0: No, again, I think that we want to make summarize this. Step one is you, you want to listen to your body, and you're going to have people have symptoms. We all have when we're aging, but really you need to ask to get your testosterone level checked for both men and women at an early a earlier age or whatever. If you're not haven't checked before, and then you can get a baseline and compare that. So that's step one is the awareness. Step number two is you got to really think about how much rust are you getting so stress is a big deal and then from there you have strategies here comes the sleep and the breathing ways to recover you know are you getting an Epsom salt bath or are you getting a massage there's lots of different ways but we need recovery and a big part of that is sleeping and then the raw materials to build is going to be your omega-3 fats that's why we're a big fan of our cod liver oil and then selenium and zinc so that's pumpkin seeds, Brazil nuts. And then we move into strength training. And really, we, as we say to it all the time, it's the fountain of youth. So strength training is the fountain of youth. And then really, if you're on a statin medication, we need a strategy to get off that, stri- that statin medication, unless you've had a heart attack.
1: Gold nuggets, uh, again, back to the body wants to either survive or thrive. It can't do both at the same time. And thank goodness we can survive. And I think one of the things we have to appreciate about the human body, mind and body, is that we can handle acute stress like crazy. But we're not designed to manage or handle chronic stress because we are
0: designed to thrive. And that's the growth side. And I think one of the greatest you know, titles of a book is Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. So if you haven't looked at that book but again that's the conversation we're having today so as we wrap up again if you have any questions comments
1: thoughts info at ontargetliving.com we love hearing from you as our podcast grows um we want to share relevant information but as we wrap up remember testosterone is the longevity marker it's gonna be hard for us to know how we're aging if we never know what that marker is we'll see you again next time